Doctor. What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of the Legion of Raw. I'm here with yet another episode. Vince Russo, give us a uh, a 30,000-foot view of what you thought of Raw today, my man. Same old, same old. It's never going to change, bro. <laughs> Just, it's, a, um, it's a televised house show. Man. You know, I, I swear, Chris, I got an email this week from somebody telling me uh, they... I, I, I'm just a little lost. I, I got an email this week from somebody telling me that they they can no longer watch this show and will no longer watch this show uh, be, be, because of me and all I do is rant. I, yeah, bro, I don't I don't know what people want me to do. D- do that, you know, bro. I saw three movies over the weekend. Okay, I saw a man called Otto. I saw about my father, and I saw Air. So I saw three very different movies, and I critiqued them and and rated all three of the movies differently. I don't know. I don't know what people want me to do or say when I am watching a carbon copy of the same show every single week. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, you know, my, my first question to sports Keto would be, he, this would be my first question. What was different from this week's show to last week's show? And, and, and if nothing was different and it was the same exact show, then what am I supposed to say? Yeah, I agree, man. I think uh, it's just... I mean, I, I I was watching it and I said, man, it's just a bunch of matches that are just put together and just no storyline development, man. Just another Monday, just just another Monday. And it was just so flat. It was just so lifeless to me. And I was just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Uh, let's jump into these super chats. We got Michael Anthony, 79. Seth Insults tore Damian Priest and Balor saying, do you hold the door for him and playing on the playground were ridiculous childish garbage? What do you think about the, the rants in the beginning? Bro, I mean, come on. We 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 went back to Miz's tiny balls. I, I mean, come on, bro. That That's what I'm saying. What, what, what do you guys want me to say? Like, you, you guys want me to say that this is a great show. This is riveting. This had me on the edge of my seat. I can't wait to watch next week's show. It, it's 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 the same show guys i laid out the guidelines last week we run into each other in the back we make a match the matches are ridiculously long and we know who's going to win before the match even starts yeah i, I mean that that's the for, that's the formula to every single show yeah man yeah and then, you know, it, it was the competitors for a while. We were compet- we competing against basketball. We're competing against, you know, uh, uh, QPW. We are, we are uh, competing against uh, cricket and crochet and everything. Like, what was the, what was the, uh, the, did you say Meltzer had like. Oh, yeah, Vanderpump like- Rules. Band of Pump Rules is going to do a huge number. Bro, does anybody out there believe that the people who watch Vanderpump Rules 
are the same people that go to AEW shows and are fans of eight. Like how, how can you even convince yourself of that? Here's my thing with that Vince. If you're, if you're saying that people aren't watching your show because they're watching some other show that pretty much says it all right there. Right. I mean, right. like the other show is not saying that they're not watching my show because they're watching their show because because they're watching their show over the other show because their show is more intriguing there's better buy-in from the audience the other person just sitting here oh okay well we have the nba okay well have a more riveting show than the nba i remember back in your day of the attitude era it was like start competition you know i mean that was that was the thing you know to be sure that you keep people watching and not drifting away to change the channel and with the expectation they're going to come back i i don't understand this i I, especially with the third hour numbers every week it's showing that people drift away and don't come back and so why would you not have good cliffhangers riveting television and and intriguing storylines that develop through the show instead of having these numbers drift off throughout the night man i don't understand that from 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 a standpoint of a writer and a a television producer why would you have uh uh, why why would you have the different booking throughout the show that causes people to drift away and no cliffhangers because they'll buy whatever the wwe is selling And I've said it again and again and again and again. And that is the reason why they will never do anything to improve this show. Well, on the positive notes, we got a bunch of super chats from the SK Nation. SK Nation continues to to just have a lot of fun on this show. I do enjoy this show. I enjoy working with you, man. We have a lot of fun every week. And, uh, this show is much more intriguing to me than Raw is. I'm, I imagine you feel the same. Absolutely, bro. I mean, yes. I just, I, I, I you know, like, like I said, bro. When I get emails like that, it's like I, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do, bro. Like, you want me to say this is a great show, and I can't wait to watch it every week. And oh my God, this week's show was so much better than I, I don't, I don't know what. Please tell me what you want me to say, bro. And 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 I'll say if that's what's going to make you happy, I'll say what you want me to say. Uh, you know, not if you don't mean it, I would, uh, you know, because, you know, you're not going to please everybody for one. And then for one person who says, Mar- uh, Vince Russo, you should say this and that the other person to say the complete opposite. And now you got to keep going back and forth to making sure each person's happy, which is a headache. And so say what you mean, say what you feel and, you know, be a critic of the show, because I imagine people from the WWE listen to this show. And maybe they can take some notes and say, okay, well, we care. We want the show to succeed. I mean, that's the reason why we're uh, critiquing it so much. I got to be honest with you, bro. When you say we want the show to succeed, Chris, I could give a crap whether the show succeeds or not. I, I'm just for the I, sake I, of your head, a, a lower headaches and one thing. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I just want to say I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be one of these guys. Oh, we, we, we want AEW to succeed. We need. I could give a crap whether AEW is different. You don't watch. You don't get paid to watch it. Whether the WWE succeeds or doesn't succeed will have no bearing on my life whatsoever. 
I'm 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 just being honest. I understand understand that. I understand. I can I can respect that. This is my angle, Vince. Go ahead. At least on Mondays, let them be successful so you can enjoy their product more. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think people understand. It's a lot easier when the show is good. That's my point. Our job is easy when the show is good. We have something to talk about. There's nothing to talk about, bro, in 10 to 15-minute predictable wrestling matches with people bumping into each other in the back. There's nothing to talk about. There's no meat. We're gnawing on a bone with no meat on it, bro. There's no meat on the bone. And, and and in addition to that, Vince, I, I'm a sports fan, so I want sports to succeed. I want sports as a whole. So I'm not like, for instance, I get in pockets. I, I watch NHL. I, I'm not I don't really care about NHL t- too much. But if the jackets, I'm an Ohio guy. If the jackets start doing well, I'll dive into NHL. I, I want the jackets to succeed. I want the NHL to succeed so I can just pick another team to be a fan of because I love sports as a whole. I, I think for me, I just I would love the WWE to succeed because it's 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 a pain after <laughs> giving therapy, intense therapy to people for eight hours of my day in the daytime. And being absolutely mentally exhausted from the therapy sessions that are super intense, super like very life or death in a lot of times, very pivotal. And I have to be the one to navigate people through that single and couples. And then to come and watch a product like raw, I enjoyed this show. I enjoy I enjoy Legion of Raw a lot, actually, because it's fun, and I, I really enjoy the SK Nation. SK Nation really enjoys us, and so I really like that. I, I really enjoy the show. But I want this show to succeed. I want Raw to succeed. I want to come home from working out after a long day, and I want to say, you know what? I'm enjoying this product because it's causing me to be suspend, uh, uh, suspenseful, it's causing me to be have intrigue. I'm really enjoying it. Not I'm already spent the day <laughs> being a therapist and I watched three hours of a show that's draining me down <laughs> more and making me more tired. And I've got I'm literally drinking coffee while I'm watching the show just to keep me up. That's how bad the show is. And I'll say this every week, man. I know you don't watch SmackDown, but I'll I, I'll put over SmackDown for the most part. Because I appreciate, I, I'm a storyline guy, man. I'm old school. I like storylines. You've got the bloodline on Raw. And it's interesting, as far as the WWE is concerned, that we talked about why, how come we don't see the bloodline on both. And this week, you have Paul Heyman cutting a promo to create some type of bridge in the, in the story, which is interesting that, that they did that. But I mean, I I just that's just how I am as a person, and I want people to succeed. I love to see people win; it lights me up. And if WWE succeeds, I think we all have a win because we got to watch it every week. And then you know, the audience that we see are bloodthirsty and they're and they're flighty and they're fickle. So I think the WWE won't ever succeed as far as making everybody you know get what they want. 
but just give us storylines, give us entry, give us episodic television, man. That's yeah. that's all I'm asking for. That's all yeah. I'm asking. Yeah. Uh Carl is uh asking five dollars. <laughs> Who do you think should win this year's 2023 men's money in the bank? I think it should be LA Knights. I don't even know who's in it, bro. Like so, somebody's got to tell me who's in it. I got I have no idea who's in it. So far, Shinsuke Nakamura, Ricochet, LA Knight. It's just three out of the six people. Uh, well, uh, none of those three should win it. Out of those three, I, like I said before, I, I think Shinsuke should be a dark horse. Uh, I think I like Shinsuke. I think that they can really work with him. Um, I don't think Vince sees a lot in him, unfortunately. And I think that they really dropped the ball because he beat, you know, the great Muda, you know, in his retirement match and attack and he tagged with them too. And so he had a lot of momentum coming uh, for him, coming with him from Japan, from the, from the beginning of the year, you can, you could have capitalized on that, but now he's just 50, 50. And now he's getting beat up by Bronson Reed. It's just like Bronson Reed's not in the, money in the bank match but he beat the potential number one contenders of the money in the bank match but he lost but he made the two potential number one contenders look like punks how does that make sense as like as far as getting people over it just that didn't make sense to me whatsoever that was horrible booking to me bro you know what it is there's no like bro in any sport you have like even in entertainment, bro, even with bands and even with actors and actresses, bro, you're, you're going to have your dominant teams. Yeah. You're going to have your dominant actors. Yeah. You're going to have your dominant bands. You know, you're going to have your, you know, Taylor Swift's and then you're going to have your mid carters. That's the problem with this show. Mm. Who's dominant? You yeah. know, take Ro okay. Roman Reigns out of the equation. Who is there? There is not one dominant person i mean you could even make an argument you know that you know that uh, uh brock lesnar isn't dominant with mm. the amount of times that he's lost that's fair everybody's everybody's like winning losing winning losing winning losing everybody is so competitive yeah. there's no there's nobody at an upper level agreed yeah that's just that that that's not the case in anything, bro. Bro, I'm sure in life, if I'm a police officer, right? I'm sure there are great police officers. Mm. I'm sure if I'm a brain surgeon, I'm sure there are great brain surgeons that 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 break away from the pack. Sure. You never get that here. When we look at the attitude or when we look at the early WrestleMania one, two, three days, you had the be you had the guys on top. You yeah. had the guys that dominated, and then the other guys would make their way up to those guys. You you're missing that complete tier now, bro. It doesn't exist. Because there was a genuine, authentic vie to compete for that top spot it's a whole different ball game now Vince it's I want you to get the top spot so therefore I'll put you in the top spot and then I'll pluck you out and just put you back to obscurity okay yeah okay well I'll put you in the top spot it's not that genuine climb. You know, respectful climb. competitive type of urge to climb up that mountain and you have people in the back wanting to get that spot maximizing their minutes you don't have that nowadays because you're just another name plugged into a storyline at their discretion so it's it, it's a whole different ball game than it is now 
coming into and, and competing in this this day and age is WWE compared to then. Back then, you had people really saying, okay, I'm going to put my reps in. I'm going to put my reps in because I know that that spot's going to be available for me you know, sooner than later down the line. What I'll do is I'll brand myself. I'll be sure to focus on my, my mic work, on my physique, on my ring, uh, you know, in-ring work, on my charisma. I'll do all those things to, to get, you know, looked at. Now you're putting an Ali on, you know, Raw, and then you put him with Saudi, then you put him in XT, then I heard he's going to be uh, on a uh, Money in the Bank qualifier match. And so you're just plucking people into spots. Omos is another person. Yeah, okay, well, we'll put you, we'll, we'll, we'll be sure that you put over uh, Lashley. We'll be sure that you put over Brock. We'll be sure that you put over Seth Rollins. And so people aren't vying for that position. Damian Priest is another person. We said that we saw that with him. Damian Priest should be a main event talent right now. He has put his reps in. He's he's put Bad Bunny over. He tag team with them, made him look like a, a star. He had a, mo- a lot of momentum, became U.S. champion. He did what he was supposed to do to, to kind of rebuild himself in a little bit with Judgment Day. He made Bad Bunny look like an absolute star at back at backlash and what what is his reward for it losing in a tag match last week losing in a singles match this week for the sake of making finn balor the one that's the potential next number one contender how in the world is that rewarding someone for putting in their reps by just saying okay thanks i mean like that is what i'm talking about vince Back then, that wasn't something that you could do. You would get rewarded for putting in those type of reps. Now you're just another net. You're just another cog in the wheel, man. And that's the problem that we see as viewers. We see that too, and I think that's a a huge problem. Yeah. Uh, We got nine ninety nine. Joseph Gonzalez. We got, what's the point of watching Raw when it's all wrestling and no storyline progression? How can you have three hours with no narrative? Mae Young giving birth to a hand had more storyline progression. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, this is what we're talking about, Vince, as far as just, I mean, three, this is three hours. man. Three hours of just match upon match upon match upon match upon match. You're a TV guy, man. Is there another three-hour show that's just segment upon segment with no bro listen unless like i said the only thing i saw that that was three hours and went by like that was john wick Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you put this shit this three hours next to that three hours come on bro like yeah this is uh, every week man you know bro i i swear i got i i have to laugh too bro because in my youtube feed I don't know, bro, but like in my feed lately, I'm getting a lot of clips where, you know, back in the day, you know, Warrior, Savage, Rick Rude, all these guys were doing the talk show scene. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. You know, the, the morning show, the shows late at night, uh, you know, Arsenio Hall, they were, they were doing this. Sh- I'm looking at this show, I'm like... Oh. 
<laughs> who, who, who would be on late night? On this roster, who are you going to put on a late night show that anybody's going to care about in 2020? I mean, that, that really is a barometer. They were stars, bro. They were out there on these shows yeah. with the biggest stars in Hollywood, the biggest entertainers in the world, and the hosts were excited that yeah. they were on the show Absolutely. and would give them the big buildup and re- Regis Philbin would know everything about Rick Rude and Bobby Heenan. Who, who who would you put on these shows today, bro? Um, Seth Rollins, I suppose, with this funny man, 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 eccentric garb. Uh, next, we have Nasir Alexander, 49 Super Chat, bro. This entire show was long wrestling matches with zero storylines are predictable. It's it's a common thread that from the SK Nation that this show was long and laborious to watch and absolute pain and draining and no storylines to we didn't even see we we saw Cody and Brock as a storyline, but then you throw in somehow insert dominic in it so somehow we're going to get cody and dominic which is going to put a pause on brock then cody's going to beat dominic and then brock is going to come back for cody for SummerSlam. like it's just it is a lot and it's super confusing and it's hard for people who aren't how are you drawing people in who are already confused within weeks man and uh, see I, the I, same template every single week. <laughs> Matches to no stories, ladies and gentlemen. Dark side caster. I don't know. Despite Raw, great to see you guys as always. See, this, see, that's what I'm talking about. Stuff like this. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. This show was fun and I enjoyed doing it. James Hammond's $2 super chat. <laughs> Zelina should win Money in the Bank because 911 falls on Monday. Um, uh, I mean, you, you could do the, the emotional pull and have her cash in or uh, are you familiar with that story events? Yeah, I am. But I'm trying to figure out not money in the bank. Isn't on a Monday. I, I, I'm thinking that he, uh, he's saying that Zelina should cash it in on the nine 11 raw. Oh, they're not going to do that. Yeah. It's, it's too much. It's too much. It's too somber for for that. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing. I do think Zelina should win the Money in the Bank, though. That, that would be my pick. I do think that you should really cash out on that momentum that she got from Backlash that you like. You should have cashed in on uh, Damian Priest's momentum, but I think I think Zelina having it is is would be cool to see. So I wouldn't mind. Actually, she's my she's my choice to win. I, I'm not sure if she will, but. Maybe, maybe when we do money in the bank uh, uh, predictions, maybe, maybe I'm still feeling that way, or maybe I'll change my mind. We'll see. For, but for right now, that's who I want to win. Michael Anthony, seven ninety nine, super chat. If you're Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser, and you are planning to do something to Matt Riddle, why wouldn't you have to stomp <laughs> on Matt's feet? Hey man, I'm a logic. I'm a logical guy, man. That logically makes sense. Just stomp on his feet, especially. <laughs> so they uh, cost Kevin Owens his match, and K 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were struggling to fight Kaiser and Vinci. However, Matt Riddle just beat him up in seconds. Yeah. Walks in the ankle lock, throws the other one across the uh, the crate, and there you go, man. Uh, you know, he's like, you know what, KO and Sammy, let me show you how it's done. I'll just, you know, I'll just take it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got George Dominguez, 499 Super Chat Brew. Vince and Dr. Chris, don't you also miss the days where you were like, I can't wait to see how this turns out next week. Such a poor written show. Yeah, I'm mean, a cliffhangers. I talk about cliffhangers every week, Vince. And I think when you get with episodic television, this show is booked as an episodic television show. Why don't I get cliffhangers? The the end this week. The, oh, the, you got you got a you got a big cliffhanger for next. I was going to say the, the 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 cliffhanger that we got this week was a stare down between. Oh, I can't I can't wait to see that for twenty five minutes next week. Finn Balor and Seth Rollins with Seth Rollins going over. You yeah. you're gonna you're gonna miss that, Chris. What's going to be on TV that's better than that next week? Nothing. Unless it's Vander. Give me a break. What is it called again? Vander Pump Rules will be a billion times better than that, I promise you. Give me a break. Do you really think that uh, Finn Balor is the one next in line for like a pay-per-view or PLE spot? Bro, I, I just love the fact that we opened up this week's show with Rollins and Finn Balor and Damian Priest in the ring, and there was absolutely no point to this promo whatsoever, bro. It was it was to let us know that Damian Priest is going to be wrestling. Bro, I, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you right now, it's going to be the same exact open next week. The only difference is it's Finn Balor against Seth Rollins at the end of the show, not Damian Priest. I guarantee you, bro, that will be the open of next week's show. It'll be the same thing. They will say absolutely nothing, and you will have Finn Balor and 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 Seth Rollins at the end of the show. I've got a theory. I've got a theory, Vince, with what's going, what we see is going on. Speaking of that, uh, we'll get to all the super chats here. Thank you all for the super chats, guys. You guys are awesome and rocking it today. Um, but here's my theory. Let me know if you agree with any of these theories. It's okay if you don't, of course. Let me let me know if you agree with any of these theories. So we saw potential dissension between uh, Priest and Balor, you know, in a a couple spots on Raw today. So, but all that was for the stare down between Finn and Seth. I don't see Finn and Seth as another PLE main event style match. Finn Balor to me alone has not, earn anything as far as being being a a, a champion or a title contender but do you think they work uh in the slight dissension between priests and Balor to make this a triple threat at money in the bank kind of kind of judgment day implosion type of deal and, and oh my god bro and and then what we're talking about months of damian priest versus finn Balor. Is, no, is, I don't is think we'll get talking about, bro. No, I don't think we'll get that. I think we, I think, I think that we could see some type of tease, like an implosion tease, Seth against uh, Damian Priest and Finn Balor, and then what I can see is them like 
coming together and just kind of reconciling and patching things up uh, in order to continue the Judgment Day gimmick. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think my knee-jerk reaction, Chris, is I don't think they're going to do anything to uh, to, to break screw yeah, to break the You know, bro, it, it's it's just so funny, though, bro. It's like... <laughs> Bro, it's like you, you kind of put Finn Balor as the the head of the Judgment Day. Yeah. Much like you put Ali as the head of Retribution, and they're the smallest. They're, they're the smallest, <laughs> don't scare anybody type of guys but they're the ones in charge. You know, bro, you know what it reminds me a little of? Here's what it reminds me a little of. When you, bro, when you got, when you got Goodfellas and when you got Casino and like Joe Pesci is the guy. Yeah. Okay, bro, Joe Pesci could be the smallest guy on the team, but bro, he's going to whack you in the back of the head with a baseball bat. He's going to put a bullet between your eyes. He's the dirtiest player and he'll literally rip your heart out and eat it. Yeah. But that's not who Finn Balor and, and, and Ali were. Yeah. They're, they're non-intimidating. They don't scare anybody. And they're the head of these factions. Then when these factions don't get over, we scratch our head and we don't understand why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, I think possibly, like, there's rumors of Finn getting kicked out of Judgment Day. But I mean, this is the oh, case, but I mean, like, who cares? Yeah, that's, that's, where I, that's where I'm at, Vince. It's like, okay, Edge got kicked out of Judgment Day. That led to a mania match between Edge and Finn. Finn loses. Okay, he gets out, of, he gets kicked out of Judgment Day. But what does that do to Judgment Day if there's another leader? I think that Damian Priest should be the one who breaks away from Judgment Day, man. I mean, I think he's got so much potential, and I think that he can be a main event star. I would, like I I said before, and I've had this conversation before, I think, like, Razor Ramon in 1992 reminds me a lot of Damian Priest's potential right now, right? Ramon in 92, he had a a title match against Bret Hart. You know, he had his reps. He was a big heel at the time. You know, of course, the, the tag match, you know, with him uh, and Flair against Perfect and Savage, you know, he he was putting in his reps in 92 to become that big top baby face, you know, a couple years later. I think that this can be the same type of treatment that they do with Damian Priest. Unfortunately, you know, uh, Ray's Ramon never got to that top level as a baby face, but I think that they could do that with Priest get his reps in now because I think this match, this main event match, shouldn't have happened on Raw. You don't you don't do that stuff for Raw. That stuff should have been money the bank. He should have that would have been a good way to continue to build his momentum getting into that top spot. And I think you dropped the ball by making it tonight. But Chris, look at what you're saying. Here, here here's what you're saying. And I agree with what you're saying. But the way they have the chips lined up, okay? It would mean a feud with Baylor first. And when Priest beats Baylor, that means absolutely nothing because Finn Balor is 
nothing. That's the problem, bro. They don't have anybody build up yeah. to build Damian Priest. Who's he's gonna be Finn Balor? Whoopee. He's gonna be Dominic Mysterio. Whoopee, bro. That's the problem. Yeah, there's nobody pegged, you know, to have that big spot. You know, you could you could throw a Bronson Reed in there, but at the same time, he's getting heat for no reason. I mean, he's getting heat after losing a match that 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 doesn't cause him to win a match unless they do that they've been doing like this last chance type of thing when it comes to money in the bank. I do think that Bronson Reed should be in the money in the bank. I do think that if there's some type of second chance match, he should win it. But at the same time, you don't have him get the heat if he's not in the match yet because right. that makes the people who are in the match look lesser than the person who lost and wasn't able in the match. you got to make this make sense. So yeah. Let's adjust the rest of these uh, super chats. We got uh, Ty Salters, $5. Question, Vince. How come you never took your writing to Hollywood, comics, or video games? Comics need the Russo touch more than ever. Bro, that's a great question because the, 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 the this is the truth of the matter and the fact of the matter, uh, Chris, and I think you will appreciate this. When I when I when I was in college, uh my plan was to go to Hollywood uh get myself right in the middle of that town and do what I had to do to make it as a Hollywood writer. And I know I would have because no, nobody's going to outwork me. Nobody's going to out hustle me. Okay. I went away to school in Indiana and I met my wife. So Chris, when I was graduating at 22 years old, there was a decision to make. And the decision to make was either get married or either not get married and follow my dream. Mm -hmm. uh, and I chose to get married because I love my wife and we are going to be 40 married, 40 years in mm. September, Man. September, bro. And I have zero regrets whatsoever, but that is why Ty, that is why I met my wife. And because of that, I fell in love and there was a change of plans and, I wound up taking the path that I did I with zero it. regrets. I love it, man. I love it. Similarly, I was offered twice to become a professional wrestler. I declined both times uh, in order to marry my hot wife that I'll uh, be married uh, 13 years this year. Very nice. Very kids, nice. And I'm a doctor making as much as money as a uh, pro wrestler. So it's, it's uh, well, not like Cena or anybody like that, yeah. but <laughs> but uh so yeah with much less bumps so uh life is good on my on my uh in my world uh with less bumps and uh less um hearing vince mcmahon and in, in, in production yell at me because i don't have the person I, I i don't have the personality to, to i would last at wwe I, i'm telling you fits like oh for no okay. I, I would i would last i couldn't yeah, do it oh, man. i no, would i wouldn't no, do it i could i couldn't take the type of um uh demeaning and degrading stuff i would i would speak back and i would get no, you would never you you right. would never ever 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 no nope. yeah, i couldn't do it man. uh let's see here we got zoo bear talk tv five dollars 
thoughts, rants on the constant open challenges nowadays, especially for babyface champs as an excuse for no stories. Yeah, these open challenges, man. What do you think about that? Man? You know, Chris, it's, you know, Z Z what is it, Zubair? You know, Zubair. Bro, bro, here's how you do it. This is, this is what I wish would happen. You create characters. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a storybook full of characters. Mm -hmm. And all the, all the characters are unique in, in, their, in their own special way. Now, bro, when you got this, this vast menu of characters, now you see what character is going to play off of what character the best. That's how storylines are created. Now you got characters versus characters in storylines that make sense. You strip all of that away, you've got this show. And, and I'll say it again. Because you don't have any writers there. Yeah. Okay. Paul Heyman is not a writer. Triple H is not a writer. Vince McMahon is not a writer. Michael Hayes is not a writer. What do all of these people have in common? What they all have in common is they've been in the wrestling business forever. Yeah. That's what they have in common, bro. They are not television writers, they are wrestlers putting on a wrestling show mm -hmm. and the only people this show is going to appeal to mm -hmm. is wrestling fans. And that is a very, very small, minute number. Yeah. Well said, man. Well said. Uh, let's see here. Let's go with uh, C $5 just for the love of y'all. Take this tip on me. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, we got awesome sauce, two dollars twenty cents. Vince, you think Akeem? Bro, I was watching. A, I I came across a clip this, this week. My Akeem dance. This is my this one. Bro, bro, I came across a, a clip this week where Akeem was wrestling Dusty. Did you did you see it? No, but I love. I love. He was game. wrestling Dusty, and bro, the way Dusty was hitting them, and he was selling it back. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> still the watching this, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, this, this is marvelous. Yeah, I this, love it. I love it. Uh, you'll never, ever, yeah. ever, ever see that again. It is as long theater. As it, it's theater, man. Oh it's, my it's, God, it's cinematic. Oh, it's oh my God. It's like that. That's what I loved about wrestling back in the day, man. It's like it wasn't about wrestling. It was about entertainment. It was about the theatrics of it all. You have someone like, like you, you, you have Dusty Rose doing the doing the gimmick, and then and then and I keep getting getting hit, just kind of doing the. <laughs> Bro, you want to know what one of my highlights was in uh. In, when I was at TNA, and I'll never forget this as long as I live. Guys, you got to understand how ridiculous wrestling is. And a lot of times, like when I was writing and when I was a part of it, I was making fun of it. Mm -hmm. So, Chris, whenever I had to compete, okay, in a match, I put on my football helmet or my hockey helmet. Like, th there's no rules that says you can't wear an equipment to a match. There's no rules. So I, I went in with a suit of armor. Bro, I had my mouthpiece, the whole nine yards. 
And, bro, it's it's stuff like this, man, where the entertainment is gone. Just to tell you guys about uh, the, the things that I remember is we had a match, bro, in, in, in Nashville. And it was like it was me, Jeff Jarrett, and I don't know, maybe AJ. And, bro, believe it or not, it was like against LOD and freaking Dusty. And, bro, throughout, yeah, throughout the entire match, the late great animal, bro. Joe Laurinaitis, bro, he could not look at me without cracking up. Was like this a DNA? Every, yeah, was it? I yeah, I remember oh, yeah, that, man. Yeah, I remember every that time he looked at me, he was cracking up. Bro, I remember having being in a triple cage with, like, Steiner and, and Nash was in the match and whoever the hell – and, bro, all I could remember – Steiner is on my team – yeah. Okay. And every time he gets the opportunity, bro, all he was doing was grabbing my nuts, grabbing my nuts. I mean, I mean, bro, it's like, like we, we had fun back then. I, 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 I look at this show. Where, where is the fun, bro? Is is the fun in Seth Rollins's sing along? Is that the, no? That's not the. fun fun there's no fun anymore bro it, the, the fun is gone the characters that made you laugh are gone what, what's the comedy on the show now oh miz you for, for the 95th time you got tiny balls yeah. and and there's your comedy for tonight yeah. come on bro bro remember when remember when hunter and Sean were in front of Slaughter, and they had the, the face mask with the wig. Come on, bro. <laughs> Have some freaking creativity, bro. <laughs> Have some – I'm begging you. I'm yeah. begging you to make me laugh on a Monday night, man. Yeah, uh, great point, man. I remember that match that you were in TNA and had the, the, the helmet gimmick. That was oh, awesome. my God. Please, bro. There's no fun in it. We're t- talking about Akeem. There's no fun oh. in it bro yeah 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 the the african dream man i came um so that was january 15th 2003 it was it was you and it was um it it was uh was it was it sex right sports entertainment extreme probably yeah yeah Yeah, so uh, that that was their name it was christopher daniels Eli skipper and low-key that they were part of sex right yeah the sports entertainment extreme so they yeah so y'all beat uh dusty (laughs) y'all beat dusty jeff jarrett and the road warriors wow what a win huh bro nice yeah baby (laughs) Yeah, just in case, just in case uh, y'all want to know <clears throat> Vince Russo's record. Well, we've talked about this before. This is a running gimmick. Yeah. You wonder why this guy was uh, WCW World Heavyweight Champion, all right? Your first match was May 30 of 2000 on an episode of Thunder, okay? You and David Flair beat Reed Flair and Ric Flair. So right out the gate, Vince Russo beat Ric Flair, ladies and gentlemen. And then the June 5th episode of Nitro, June 5th, 2000, you defeated. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. Ric Flair in a steel cage match, ladies and gentlemen. That's where I got Your second match ever. That's where I got me. real bad, bro. Real bad. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. 
Yeah. Uh, your third match was June twelfth. You for you you were like three weeks straight, man. You were at it. June twelfth, you and David Flair once again beat Reed Flair and Rick Flair. WCW Nitro, September fourth, two thousand. You Steiner Nash Jarrett defeated, in a cage defeated Booker T, Brian Adams, Brian Clark. So wow, Goldberg and Sting. I got in a cage with those guys. War games, man. Oh my god, what am I nuts? Handicap triple cage war games match. Oh yeah, I I I'd much rather see uh this week's raw than that, bro. Are you kidding? That was me? when you got uh speared through the cage, wasn't it? No, that was the uh my oh that uh, was the uh the, the, the flare gimmick. Booker. With, no, with Booker, Booker, me and Booker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah. That, that was for the title. That was when that was when you won the title. Yeah, because I got spear through the game. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next, <laughs> WCW Nitro, September eighteenth, two thousand. You Sting and Booker T. What a what a trios tag team right there. Wow. What a trio team. And it's fair to say I carried those guys. Oh, of course. Yeah. Y'all beat Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner in a handicap tag match. You beat Stevie Ray on September 9th, 2000. You beat Booker T. So you beat, come on, man. You yeah. beat Harlem Heat. Yes. Both of them. Both of them, bro. In less Both than a week. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Wow, wow. I mean, you had the resume to become WCW World Heavyweight Champion because yeah. on September 25th, 2000, you defeated Booker T to steal case fast to become yes. WCW. <laughs> yes. And that was your and, final match of and, WCW. And, bro, after that, I relinquished the you belt did. and did a promo. And you know what yeah. I said in the promo? What'd you say? I had nothing else to prove. I remember with, that. With, with that record, bro. What else could I possibly? Who? What else did I have to prove? Undefeated. You did not lose a single match. You had. You had it was a draw against Stevie Ray, so you didn't beat Stevie Ray. It was a draw with Stevie Ray, then you beat Booker T. Uh, the following Nitro. So that yeah. was your last match. Your your WCW record was. Uh, let me see. You won one, two, three, four, five, six times. Six, zero, and one. What an impressive WCW. <laughs> wow, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. What an impressive WCW record, man. Yeah. All right. Let's uh go through. Uh, that was that was much more Thank fun you. than you know, was, uh <laughs> raw. Uh let's see here. We've got uh, Young Reckless 199 Super Chat. <laughs> Rumors is Cody is redoing Dusty Rhodes' hard time story, baby. What do you think? You win? I mean, is that, is that true? I, I don't know. I, I, I've heard of that, too. Hard, hard times. Yeah. We shall see how that goes. Um, we got Kevin Mari 499 Super Chat, bro. <laughs> Hey, Vincent, Dr. Chris, I didn't watch the show, but I did watch the first two Police Academy movies. I love That's this. awesome. I'm sorry for your suffering. That sounds awesome, bro. That sounds absolutely awesome, yes. I love the Police Academy uh, series. Bro, you got all the uh, streaming services, like? I have Hulu and Netflix. 
you don't have a Paramount Plus or Amazon uh, I think I've uh, I think I have one of them because I have Amazon. I, I I I have I pay for Amazon Prime, and you get you, you got to try to watch this movie. I think it might have been on Amazon Prime, bro. I think, but you gotta go. You gotta watch this movie, Air, bro. Un- I've heard of Air. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, what a great film! What a great movie, bro. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of Police Academy too. I remember uh, one of my favorite Police Academy seg- parts of the movie was they were trying to that uh, they were doing a, uh, a drill. And you had a bunch of police officers, like you had the people, uh, the academy people. They were all lined up with their backs toward the pool. And so the drill was the police uh, person, the the future, you know, uh, police officer had to um, try to like militantly like force the rest of the uh, police academy people to back up and eventually go into the water right by just kind of fear just kind of a fear tactic intimidating and so there was the uh the the short black girl the the short you know big black girl a black woman and she was like she started off she was like um excuse me excuse me (laughs) i remember that i remember that excuse me and then they were just looking at each other, just smirking. She's like, "Back up!" <laughs> <laughs> and they all just start. Uh, they all just fell in the pool. It was absolutely hilarious. I loved it. Uh, let's see here. We got Zoo Bear, ten dollars super chat, bro. Who should have been the uh, Raw World Champ? Should have been a bigger, credible name with legend status with a new world title be legit rollins not cutting it neither would modern uh roster why do you think the w the the, the world heavyweight champion nine days in already doesn't feel very big it it, it doesn't bro none of bro bro you know you know what i was comparing this today to i i i did a show today uh chris on my patreon and you know what wrestling starting to remind me of bro it's starting to remind me of the evil Knievel jumps. Okay. Okay. Because, bro, what would, for those of you that don't know, evil Knievel was a daredevil mm-hmm. and he used to, you know, he used to jump 30 buses, you know, you know, the, the snake river out of, canyon, out of, uh, canyons. Out yeah. of canyons. He used to do this on the wide world of sports, bro. And he used to do it maybe once every four months. And you had to watch it, Chris, because he was either going to make the jump or kill himself. Yep, yep. So, like, it was must-see TV. He was going to either make the jump or die, so you had to watch it. Okay? Bro, wrestling has become that every week. He, he Here's the only difference. Guys, let me explain to you the only difference. The only difference is, number one, Evil Knievel was doing it for real, Chris. Yeah. The wrestlers are having fake matches. That's yeah. number one. Number two, Evil Knievel was making a crap load of money because he was getting sponsors. Yeah. They were sponsoring him to do this. Yeah. So he was raking in, in, in the cash, bro. That That's number two. And number three, Chris, he did it maybe three, four times a year. Yeah. Not every yeah. single week, yeah. three times a week. 
<laughs> because if he would have, bro, we would have gotten tired of it. We would have gotten sick of it. Bro, how many times are we going to see? Are, are, are you guys honestly going to tell me you are going over that announce table or through that announce table means anything? Are you serious, bro? Bro, going over that announce table literally is the equivalent of an eye gouge. It's been done so many times. Means nothing. Yeah, but that—that's what it reminds me of. But there was a, a a hundred reasons why Evil Knievel was doing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to your point, Vince, I think that uh, the the live crowd gets excited. You know, the, as sports fans, people come because it's in your town. You feel included to have that type of excitement when it comes to the sports crowd. But the problem is they're they're booking for the house, though. Right. And so the 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 fans watching on television they're not really doing a good job putting together a televised event you're right. just putting sh uh, like shows together they're filming they're filming a, sh a wrestling show yeah absolutely you're putting yeah. shows together for the house and so that's the that's the disconnect that i see yes. every yes. single week yes you're, like it, it, it's like when you're like when you're booking it's like okay let's be sure that put to please the house but they're going to buy the ticket regardless yes and so like you're supposed to cater to the audience yes. watching in the casuals for them to watch because the people who are who bought the, the, the ticket they're going to watch it on television next week so you want to have something intriguing for them to come back otherwise it'll just be a one-off right like yes. you're not bringing something back so if it's just some regular show if i haven't seen wrestling for a while and <clears throat> It comes in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, people do this. Oh, okay, wrestling's coming. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll watch it. But if you leave us happy every week in every single show in every single town, that's just it's going to be a one-off every single time. People yep. are going to come just because it hasn't been in Columbus for a while or your town all the time. They'll watch it. They'll go home happy. That house show effect, they're not going to watch it next week because the only reason why I watched it was because I wanted to come here live. Chris, I'm going to make the perfect analogy. He, I'm going to make the perfect analogy. Let's take, um, let's take uh, Taylor Swift. She's doing a, an arena tour now, okay? Bro, let's, let's take Taylor Swift's arena tour where she goes from city to city to city to city to city and does the same show every single week. Okay, or she does the same show every town she's in. She does the same exact show. Okay, bro, now we're going to televise that every single week. Mm. She's going to be in it. She's, she's going to do the same show, bro. She's yeah. going to sing the same songs, but she's going to be in a different city every week. Mm. How, how many weeks in a row you think you're going to watch Taylor Swift do the same show? How many weeks in a row? Bro, I bet you you wouldn't watch it a second week. You'd yeah. watch the first week. You'd watch the show. You'd start watching the second week that's in a different city, and you'd say, oh, she does the same show, yeah. city, that you wouldn't watch anymore. That's, true. that's what this is, bro. Um, yeah. They're doing the same show, city to city to city to city, and we're sitting here every Monday night watching the same exact show. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah. 
I, I've ex- I've used that analogy before, but with comedy, you know, with comedians, you know, I mean, if you have the same comedian, if you have one comedian going to the same city or, or going to different cities every single week, and somehow that is on television, you're going to see the same comedian do the same bits every week. And you're going to check out, you know what I mean? If you, yes. thought, if you thought a couple of times, maybe you'll get a, a few times. Okay. That, that bit was funny. I'm looking, I'm looking for that bit to come. I thought it was funny. And then maybe after three or four times, you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm tired of the, of the same routine now. And three or four times, bro, we're going through hundreds of times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Indeed. Chris, if I ask you right now, if I ask you right now, right now, Chris, what was the last story on Raw? The last story, story you remember on Raw, what was it? The bloodline. On Raw. Well, when uh, Sami Zayn was, uh, when he... When the the bloodline was on Raw for how? No, but I'm talking. But that was a SmackDown created story. I'm okay, talking so about Raw a Raw story. original. I, I I couldn't tell you, bro. Um, I guess Edge. I guess the Judgment Day stuff. But was that a story? Yeah, I mean Edge putting left, those guys uh, together and then them turning on him. Yeah. And how long ago was that? Uh, they turned on edge like a couple of months after the judgment day and it, and it culminated at, uh, at, at WrestleMania with edge and Finn. But I mean, that was just kind of, <laughs> I mean, the fact that we got to sit here and try to think of the last story yeah. on a three hour show. And it wasn't, and it wasn't riveting. I mean, it was no. the, the payoff, the payoff was edge beating Finn and Edge is gone, and Finn doesn't. I mean, it didn't elevate Finn. I mean, if it's a loss that elevates someone, it's okay, you know. What I mean, but at the same time, the loss didn't elevate Finn. Yeah, it just you know, it just culminated with with Edge getting the win. Uh, we have uh, Zoo Bear five dollars super chat, bro. <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Russo, a or a couple, our couple and marriage goals. So is Dr. Chris and his wife, I assume. Let's give it up to them. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. We also have Rollin in the building. $9.99. You guys predicted Asuka losing at Mania because the storyline was shallow, and you were right. You predicted the same thing for the same reason in I of Champions, and this time you were wrong. Was this a good shocker? Um, not for me. I mean, like it was it was still. The storyline was still weak, so it didn't really make Oscar's win strong to me. Um, it was like, eh, I mean, it was just very mad to me. Like, I, I didn't mind Oscar winning against Bianca Belair because they needed to uh, change it up to me. <clears throat> but at the same time, they don't know what to do with Oscar. She's a heel, but she's still getting cheered. And then she's doing heelish things. But Bianca needed needs a big change, so that's not really helping. Oscar's heat and now EO Shirai is coming and arguing with Oscar, but she's in the heel stable because Bailey's a heel. It's so illogical to me and all over the place that wins and losses doesn't mean much to me if the characters aren't strong. And 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 Oscar winning is just like to me when I saw it, I was like, Oh, okay, they just wanted to keep the belt off of Bianca Belair. That's that's really about it. So we have Lewis five dollars super chat, bro. 
Do you guys think a 24-7 championship maze would have been cool? I miss old school wrestling. I love you guys. <laughs> um, someone, I guess someone running through a maze for the 24 championship. Um, I don't think anything about the 24 championship post our troops yeah. uh outside segments uh where it was any was any good. I mean, it wasn't worth my time. Uh, awesome sauce, two dollar twenty cents. Should WWE go back to Saturday AM for one hour 80 stuff? Guys, I'm telling you this right now. I am telling you this right now. If there were a wrestling show that was one hour long, it would be the most over wrestling show on TV. Yeah, I, I, I guarantee it's one hour. Yeah, at least at least like one it, hour. I'm cool with one hour, even if you wanted to push it up to 90 minutes, but I, I'm I'm cool with yeah. one hour. One think, hour, bro. I think with all the talent, it would be tough to do one hour, but at the same time, even if you did 90 minutes, and like I said before, SmackDown isn't terrible. I mean, I, I like SmackDown. It's a two-hour show. I just think that third hour makes it a stretch, man. I, I really do. I really yeah. do. Nasir999, Super Chat, bro. <laughs> I totally understand what Vince Russo is saying. Michael Jackson is the greatest of all time, but could you imagine if he went to the studio and made the same exact song every time? Yeah. I mean, if you and if you're watching Michael Jackson uh going from city to city doing the same exact, you know, um lineup that he did, you're like, okay, well, wait a minute, what's different? My song, like my song isn't a part of this lineup. You know, this is my favorite Michael Jackson song. And you're not doing, if I know that you're going to do the same lineup that doesn't include my song, I'm not going to watch it. You know, me after a couple of times. So yeah, that's why you have to develop new people and new talent to give me the like, you know, uh, what you're doing. Right, I'm going to go through the, I'm going to go through the card and uh, feel free to uh, stop me with your thoughts whenever you see fit. All right. We got Seth Rollins cutting in ring promo. Interrupted by Damian Priest and Finn Balor. You talked about that. Becky Lynch defeating Sonya Deville for the Money in Bank qualifier. Um, that was pretty uh, predictable. Yeah. We get, a, we get a recap of Bloodline Implosion from SmackDown. We get Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn backstage interview interrupted by Imperium. Is this leading to a tag match, Vince? Didn't they already have a tag match? They did, but why did, why did I keep doing this? I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> We get Caden Carter and Katana Chance cutting a vignette. Oh, this was so canned and ugh, ugh, ugh. And but somebody, somebody thinks they're ready for TV. So yeah, but why do you do vin? Why are you doing vignettes to people who who lose matches though? Like they, they lose their first match. Well, so not only, sense. not only. Do they lose their first match? But uh, Ronda Rousey refers to that. She she basically says, "What am I in Munchlin, M- Munchkin Land?" Because yeah. they are tiny yeah. compared. And how long did that match go? That's what I'm talking about, bro. Yeah. You you've got two young girls, their first match on television, and you're gonna bring Ronda Rousey and and Shayna Baszler down to yeah. their level yeah. to make it a competitive match, really? Yeah. Really, you're gonna do that, right? Good point. Yep. Agreed. Guther defeating Kevin Owens. Why they? Why do you think they did this? Wait a minute, bro. Hold on. Hold on. Let What's me go. It? Let me hear what a timeout. Give me Joey. Okay. Oh, it's time for Joey. Come on, man. Wake up, Joey. Let's go. Time out. Time out. 
Time out, Joey! Time out, Joey! This shows you how little they care. I, I, they care so little. So, bro, Ronda Rousey and uh, uh, Shayna Baszler have that pre-tape in the back with, uh, with Carter and Chance. We call them munchkins and everything. So this is how Ronda Rousey ends it. We'll let Pierce know your death wish, and we will see you in the ring. Yeah. That's exactly what she said. Mm-hmm. Bro, 10 minutes later, they make their entrance to the ring. Yeah. Where, where did they see Adam Pan, Adam Pierce to make the match? This is what I'm talking about, bro. They don't care. <laughs> she basically says, we're going to get with Pierce. We're going to tell him about the death match. We're going we're gonna to make the match. Ten seconds later, bro, they were walking through the curtain. Cause she, cause basically she, she, she knows Adam very well, and she assumed that that uh, he was going to say yes. So he just, so she just texted him just to get clearance real quick while she's walking out, and she, she got her match. She got her match, man. That's all. That just, all it that, takes. that, that just cool. goes to show you how little they freaking care, bro. <laughs> they could care less, bro. We got uh, the. Um, so yeah, that was after that was, that was after the Gunther Owens. Um, so then we get a backstage interview of Matt Riddle, uh, interrupted by Kaiser and Vinci and they get taken out. Then we get the interview of Baszler and Rousey, uh, interrupted by Carter and chance. They end up losing to Rousey and Baszler. Then we get your boy. We get a Johnny Gargano vignette. Oh my, and what did he say, bro? I was a kid with a dream. Oh, please, bro. Like literally, guys, take your dreams and shove them up your backside. Like I'm 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 so tired of the kid with a freaking dream, bro. I am so tired. So tired. Trying to make him a baby face, man. Like Michael's oh, boyhood dream has come true. They're 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 trying, man. Uh, Sinsuke Nakamura uh, versus Ricochet is a no contest because Bronson Reed attacks them both. Bro, what, what about the fans chanting one more time? Yes, I, I picked that up. Yeah, I sure did pick that up. Yeah, it's just again, man. It's it's the it's the bloodthirsty nice. crowd that doesn't really care. Like you're not making the character strong enough, so they just want violence. So I mean, that's that's the thing. Like if if, if you're not if you're not giving me a reason to care about this character i'm watching it's 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 the same thing as old school greco-roman coliseum style i don't care who you are just give me violence i I just want i just want two men violently taking each other out right blood and guts basically and so that's the coliseum style greco-roman that we saw uh, in the 1800s and that's what we see now, because if if I don't have any buy-in to care about this character, give me old school, bloodthirsty, you know, violent wrestling, man. Yeah. Uh, next, we have uh, the Alpha Academy cuts a cuts a promo. Bro, did I miss something? What happened? She never, she never came back out, did she? What what happened to the guys she was with? Uh, they so they're still around, but. They just had her just transition over to Alpha. Oh, Academy. so they're not. They're, see, I, I was thinking because all of a sudden these guys have disappeared. Yeah. So I'm like, did they get drafted on SmackDown? <laughs> no, something? they got drafted. I think they're still on Raw. But they just disappeared. They're MIA. Okay. Yeah, they're just not being utilized. They 
looks like they decided for her to manage Alpha Academy. Although, unless this is leading into uh, a, a feud with with them two, because she ended up being oh, like, oh, I can't wait to see that. That's going to be. I mean, that's WrestleMania. Yeah, right humdinger. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, slobber knocker, if you will. Uh, Miss TV, Cody Rhodes, uh, interrupted by Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley. Uh, oh, bro, so let me, let me get this straight. So the kid punks Cody out and slaps him in the face. Yes. And Cody in turn lays out the miss. Yes. That okay. was his, he, he was, he was upset. So yeah, then he just, and here's my thing. Here's my thing, Vince. So what are your thoughts on, cause I see this a lot and I think, and I see when I, when I see this, I'm like, so is someone going to actually go ahead and hit Rhea Ripley? Like, why is she doing the whole, like, I'll step in front of your face. Like I'll, and she's, she's physical with guys too. She slams guys. She puts guys. Nah, they don't have, the, they, they don't have, the, uh, they don't have the tiny balls to do that. Why, why don't they just like work? Why don't they make that work that up into like a, a gimmick? Why don't they work that out to uh, up into an angle? You can get the fans behind that of Rhea keep trying keep egging on hit me hit me hit me and that can really make a really cool baby face and get some cheers if they finally again we have a bloodthirsty crowd use it to your advantage when it comes to building characters yeah no that's so if if he's going to do that uh, that's not politically correct that'll never happen at least at least like okay if you're not if you're you're not going to hit her because she she would hit she would hit them i mean she has but if you don't hit her why don't you spear or something? Like, why don't why don't you why don't you do something that's um that's that's worth getting that type of baby face heat? Because this Rhea step in your way and then be physical with you, but you can't be physical with me. This is wrestling, man. I mean, there's I'm not a big fan of like men versus uh woman wrestling, although that's that happens a lot. They, they do that in Mexico all the time. But at the same time, if it's for the sake of storyline, I think that there's there's weight in that. I mean, Randy Orton RKO'd Stephanie McMahon during his you know uh, during his uh, feud with Triple H. I mean, we saw that a bunch of different times, man. So nah, working into a storyline, working into yeah. a storyline. Uh, we got a couple of super chats. We got Johnny Slice ten dollars super chat, bro. About two years ago, D Priest was getting over huge and on his way to being a top guy, and suddenly they changed his character music so fans stopped caring. That's the point. WWE is the star. That's how it is. Very true. I mean, yeah. I've said that many times, man. They don't want people to be bigger than the business. It's the Ryback effect, and that's what happens, man. Uh, and you see it. You see it in the product. Unfortunately, Johnny Slice also says five more dollars. Ha 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 and Seth Rollins laugh. Uh imagine after all those cool vignettes for Razor Ramon, then he debuted and got annihilated by Mantor. Exactly. All you get you get the vignettes just for Razor Ramon to lose a match or go yeah. 50. Even worse, uh, you know, uh go 50-50 with Mantor and then win a match and keep going 50-50 with other people. How in the world is that building your character? If you're going 50-50 with, I mean, you tell me this, Vince. Who, in the back in the day, in the 80s, early 90s, 
who as a character that they were trying to make somebody make make shine went 50 50 just about every match nobody nobody yeah we we went through one of our shows a couple of years ago, we I pulled up the winning percentages of some of the most popular of all time. One was 60, one was 80. I think Hogan's WWE career initially was like 80-some percent. Takers was up there, too. Austin's was up there. And that's the point. I mean, it wasn't – they didn't have 50-50, you know, careers. Uh, then we get Zoe Stark uh, defeating Natalia in Money in the Bank qualifier. Then we got a Paul Heyman promo. Uh, and then we get into Sheer destroying Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander before the bell even starts, which caused the ref to cut it and not have a match. So this is how you're putting over into Sheer. What's what's the payoff for here? Uh into Sheer against KO and Sammy. I have no idea, but I I I don't I don't think they'll make it that far. I'm, so. I'm telling you, bro. This is the pillars of pain. Who were those guys again? Authors of pain. Authors of pain. It's the same thing. I'm, I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. Somebody, they're gonna get the carpet pulled out from under them before they even get any place. I'm telling you, bro. Unfortunately, Mike Dowling, five dollars. I've been waiting for someone, somebody to hit their, to hit her since she got into judgment day. Yeah. See, I mean, that's the thing. Like that's you got. If you make something out of that and you keep building that up that can cause intrigue man cause someone to finally decker um then we get uh seth rollins and priest man a stare down between rollins and priest post match which, which, which is next week's main event so you predict that uh seth rollins versus oh, yeah. uh, finn balor is the main event for next are week. you kidding me bro <laughs> definitely seem like that's the case definitely seem like that's the case Vince, let them know about the uh, fantasy baseball, my man. Yeah, guys, uh, I've got a fantasy baseball patron. If you guys are fantasy baseball players, we have a lot of fun. I give you picks. Uh, I will help you win your league, bro. Just go to uh, patreon.com forward slash VRFBB. Yes, indeed. Uh, you see at the Vince Russo underneath his name. Follow him on the Twitter machine. Follow me on the Twitter machine at Chris Prolific. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Legion of Raw. Vince Russo, Dr. Chris. Have a good night, everybody. Solo.